my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to pay attention to what matters, not just what's happening. When we look at our days and weeks, it's easy to focus mostly on the scheduled commitments. But those scheduled commitments probably aren't the sum total of what we should be doing with our time. It is important to keep them in perspective. For some people, there is a lot of alignment between their schedules and their professional priorities. Medical professionals, hairstylists, and tutors, for instance, do most of their work during appointments with particular people. Sure, there is some preparation and follow-up, but if you perform 16 medical procedures in a day or cut and style a dozen people's hair, what matters and what happens are pretty much the same. For many knowledge workers, though, this isn't the case. We have to focus on what we are producing. It is not enough to show up for various scheduled commitments. A day's accomplishments are not necessarily the four meetings on the schedule. It's what happens as a result of these meetings and how you move forward on your other ongoing projects that tends to matter most. In a recent episode, we talked about asking why before when. Before you schedule a meeting, you want to know why the meeting is happening. This tip is related to that. It's about making sure there is a lot of why going on in your job, even if there seems to be a lot of when going on too. Perhaps you have a weekly status meeting about a big project. So, naturally, you attend that meeting every week. But that doesn't mean that anything has happened on this project. You also have to make progress between the meetings. The fact that the meeting appears on your schedule and happens isn't necessarily evidence that you've done much of anything. Or maybe you have client meetings, but your work isn't complete when the meeting is over. The question that matters is what are you doing that will help the client achieve her goals? Unfortunately, as they think about their schedules, a lot of people don't flip this mental switch. A day with six meetings might be deemed a full day. A day with one or none might be a light day. But is it? If you came up with an idea for a new business line or the right way to pitch a new client on that light day, you would get a lot more done than you might during six check-ins. 
But the tendency is to see the hard landscape, as David Allen would put it, as the day. And it is part of the day. But it is probably not the only thing that needs to happen. The key is to recognize that you can have back-to-back appointments all day long, but still not add much of value for your employer or your career. This is a hard truth, but if it is any consolation, it is not a new truth. I have been reading War and Peace this year, one short chapter per day, and Tolstoy writes of a main character, Prince Andrei, getting himself appointed to a commission to reform the Russian military. He spends days calling upon various dignitaries, waiting to see them, going to see someone else, dealing with everyone's politics, repeating the same information. As Tolstoy writes, he was so busy for whole days together that he had no time to think about the fact that he was doing nothing. I don't want you to fall into this trap, where you're so busy that you are getting nothing done. For many knowledge workers, scheduled calls and appointments are certainly tools to help you do your job. They might be critical components of your job, particularly if you're in management. But they are seldom the only component. I think it helps to think about this when you are planning your weeks. On Friday afternoons or whenever you plan, don't just look at your scheduled commitments for the week. Also consider what priorities you need to make progress on. What projects and deliverables are important for you and your organization right now? Know exactly what needs to be done by next Friday. Do you need to train a new employee? Write a report for a client? Host the first event for an employee volunteering initiative? All of these might involve scheduled commitments, but there is also an outcome to keep your mind on. So make sure you don't make the mistake of seeing scheduled commitments as the point of what you're doing. Ideally, they're helping you get to the point if you focus on what matters rather than what's happening. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. 
No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.